0: Welcome to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you, and we've got an exciting show. I know, I, I say that every time. I've said that 25 times now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but today we've got exciting news about the show.
1: It is an exciting show today. We are announcing that today is our 25th episode of DIY for Business.
0: Uh, that's not, not that exciting, Greg. We've got oh. more exciting news. Give, give them the other one.
1: Okay, okay. I, I was gonna hold off a little bit, but you know, let's let's get on with it. We are excited because you know, when we started our podcast, we wanted to do something entertaining, we wanted to do something that was really informative for business owners, and hopefully something good came of it. And today we actually get to announce that good news. And the good news is we are joining the Electricast Podcast Network. Woohoo!
0: And that that woo-hoo was from one of the co-founders of the network. That's uh, Peter Rafelson. He's the co-founder and president of ElectroCast. He's worked with Madonna, Stevie Wonder, Elton John, Britney Spears, and now Russ and Greg.
1: You know, there is that finality here. Russ and Greg, right?
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: (laughs) And we're also joined by Peter's co-founder and CEO of ElectroCast, Mark Netter. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having us aboard. No, thank you. Thank you for having us aboard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very exciting
0: to be on ElectroCast.
2: Well, we're really excited to have you guys joining. Uh, your podcast is great. We have some bigger plans that you guys uh, know about that you're involved with. So um, this is a great start.
1: Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. But I, I want our listeners to kind of get a little background of both of you because you guys have such fantastic history. Let's start with Peter. Peter, tell us a little bit about... You know what you've done in the past because it's 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 fantastic it's
3: amazing thanks guys and thanks for having us by the way just a note this is our first appearance on our own network really oh, nice. all right <laughs> <our friend>. yeah. <laughs> uh, well we feel privileged now i'll tell you a little bit about our story and about our backgrounds so I'm third generation entertainment industry. My my great uncle wrote The Jazz Singer. Samson Rafelson was his name. Wow. That was the first film with sound. Yeah. It was a, an element of pioneering there. He went on to be a part of the whole Paramount Studios system and made many, many films as a writer, including Heaven Can Wait and Trouble in Paradise, etc., my, my, my father is Bob Rafelson, an iconic film director uh, who really also pioneered in, a, in his own way um, part of what was considered to be the independent film revolution of the 70s. And with movies like Easy Rider and TV shows like The Monkees, really kind of pushed the boundaries. And then at a very early age, I got into music and without any kind of real direction or path of any formal training, kind of just figured it out on my own. And was very independent in that same spirit as my predecessors. And as a result, kind of helped to create what has become the independent music industry. By the time 2019 rolled around, I'd, I'd already built a bunch of studios and had over 30 number one hits with Madonna and Britney Spears, Elton John, wow. Stephen Nicks, a bunch of uh, major artists. And I had a big facility in North Hollywood called RMC Studios, and I was kind of looking around and figuring out what I wanted to really do with my life next. And at that point, I reached out to Mark. Now, Mark, who is also a filmmaker and has directed his own feature, had been in marketing and worked on both sides of the table, on the studio side and the sales side for 17 years. It's the one thing I just really didn't have. I had pretty much everything else in the content supply chain. But when Mark and I got together, of course, first thing we did was drink margaritas. And, <laughs> and, and, and the second thing we did was muse about the future of, of where this industry is going. And we really saw a wonderful
0: opportunity, which I'm going to let Mark tell you. About. Well, yeah, there's huge opportunity. We'd love to hear about that. But also, Mark, I'd love to hear a little more about your background because you've worked for Showtime, Paramount, Disney, Intel, Adobe. I'd love to hear about your experiences there. As Peter
2: mentioned, at the time that we met, I'd been working for 17 years in entertainment advertising. And what that means is that I'd worked mostly on the vendor side, servicing all the major movie studios at various times, all the major broadcast networks, many cable networks, some tech companies like Intel, Adobe, with digital advertising, with QR, uh, which are posters, with trailers and promos for TV. And... Uh, towards the end of that, I really wanted to see what it was like on the client side, and I went to work at Warner Brothers to help launch DC Universe, which originally was comic books and video and films and TV shows. And there's been, after I left in a little while, uh, after AT&T kind of uh, you know, finished getting their hands on it, we took over Warner Brothers, got kind of dumbed down to just a comic book service. But during the period where I was working in entertainment advertising, at one point i made an independent feature film and i worked nights and weekends we shot over seven weekends we got a great release we it's it's called nightmare code and it's the first feature film told from the point of view of an artificial intelligence so it had kind of a tech background mm. which played in with earlier things i'd done working in the video game business and working in in tech in other ways and so you know we got that out there and we were able to win a bunch of awards my favorite being the philip k dick film festival in new york and what was interesting about meeting up with Peter and starting ElectricCast, we were looking ahead to podcasting being not just something that where you can create great content, get it out there, and we can create our own essentially studio, almost like an old-fashioned movie studio with an eclectic uh, batch of content, and we see what works. But also to incubate rights, that podcasts have become the go-to source, just like books and theater and television in the past for movies, for TV shows. There are a whole number of TV shows, everything from Lore to dasus and Mero that come out of podcasts. We saw that as being a great opportunity. Uh, I think when Electric has, when it kind of boils down to is that we have a certain vision for this company as being inclusive of a lot of diverse voices. People are picking up on it. You know, people that have joined us, we, we work with easily over, I mean, probably close to 100 people right now in various ways, whether they've been interns, whether they've been hosts, whether they've been producers of shows, editors of shows. And there's a constant flow of people that we're meeting and shows that we're working on. And having made the decision to move beyond just creating our own podcast that we produce to having creating networks that are centered around specific advertiser-friendly verticals, like the business network you guys are doing and another network we're going to be doing with you guys, our female empowerment network. That is the one that's fastest growing right now. It really gives us the ability to amplify a ton of different voices. And I think for both Peter and myself, we're using
0: all the different parts of ourselves we've experienced over the years. It's not easy to start a network. (laughs) I'm sure you guys have encountered a lot of problems along the way. What were some of the issues that you experienced along the way in in, in getting to this point?
3: It's a great question because it's hard to anticipate problems in something, A, that you've never done before, but also Mm -hmm. in many ways something that hasn't been done before. Um, You know, First of all the world of podcasting is relatively new not not in terms of the tech cuz RSS and podcasts come from over a decade ago when there was something called the iPod right. it only yeah. became mainstream and popular Um, probably in the last four years. And the amount of attention and money and priority in the the media world of podcasting has grown exponentially really in the last two years where we we just hit a billion dollars in this industry. That's a billion dollars a year, right? Yeah. And it's actually supposed to double in
2: 2023. If you listen to advertising on podcasts two years ago, even three years ago, it was almost all direct sales meaning it was Mark Marin at WTF Mm -hmm. telling you, use this code for a free month of Squarespace or whatever it might be. Everything had to be attributable. Now in the advertising world, which I spent 17 years in, you have what's called brand advertising. And that's just where brands get out there. Budweiser puts out ads every Super Bowl, right? They don't know for sure. They, They don't have a direct measurement of how many cases of Bud they sell or how many cans of Bud they sell with each one of those ads. But they know that they need to do this to support the brand. Well, podcasting, and I'm going to say really as of the last 12 to 18 months, has become a brand advertising medium. And we are now part of the media plans, uh, podcasting as a whole, uh, for major ad agencies and major clients in a way that was not true two, three years ago. Well,
1: I think that's what's exciting for for Russ and I is... You know, we've heard that vision that you guys have at Electricast, and it is pushing kind of the boundaries of what podcasting has done up to this point. And when we met the two of you and we kind of heard where you want to take this, it got us really excited about the whole direction that Electricast is going, but just podcasting in general, just the you know, the the whole environment around podcasting. And, uh, you know, we're just excited to be a part of it. I, I, you know, Peter, did you have anything to add to like the vision for Electric
3: We have a very simple mission statement, which is that Electric Cast is really about building and connecting people through compelling story and creating impact, right? But the truth is that Mark and I come from backgrounds that include much more than audio. And, And we, in fact, we're a media network that is probably more experienced in film and television than we might have been if we had just been a podcasting company. That's part of our vision is to use our platform to incubate rights and content that can then translate and really farm IP for additional media formats. That's something that I think Mark and I both agreed we wanted to do is not just limit ourselves to audio. And that's why everything that we do We think about the marketplace, uh, how, how things might appeal on a long term, and what else can happen with that content? What else can happen with those stories? What else can happen with those rights? This includes everything from live events, film, television. What I find most interesting about this business and about my work with Mark is that it's an entree to something more than just podcast and and that's what excites us
0: yeah so I, you know I, I mentioned earlier yeah there's podcast networks out there but i feel like you guys are so different in what you're doing uh, based on exactly what you just said about how you're handling the content and looking at it in a different way plus you've got some great sponsors in the network which actually we're going to hear from real quick before we continue our conversation when we come back we've got even more exciting news for you on diy for business we'll be right back
1: And we're back. And before we went to break, Russ was talking about some more exciting news. I want to share it, but I don't want to take the I don't want to take the uh, the boom away from Mark here. So, Mark, would you do the honors and tell us a little bit about what's coming uh, in the future here?
2: Absolutely. So, we've just signed you guys, not just for your DIY for Business show, which happened to be on right now, but also to be our network leads. And spearhead the building of what we're calling the best business network. This is going to be a network of podcasts that are independently produced, that are about business. In fact, if you have a business podcast and right now you want it, you're not monetizing, you're not part of another network, or you are and you're dissatisfied, you can actually go to our website at electrocast.com and submit through our contacts to uh, have your podcast be considered to join the network. Uh, so you guys are going to have the heavy lifting of <laughs> going out there and helping to find more podcasts that have the same level of quality that you guys have been delivering for 25 episodes and that will fit in with the best business network. And then you'll be helping to
3: manage the growth of that network and turning it into a powerhouse. What's exciting about that, guys, more than anything, and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, is I think ECM really represents a global village in a way. And what we're building here is community. And you guys are heading that community up. And and what we find, especially in the, in the Female Empowerment Network, which is the earliest one we started, is that there's this tremendous camaraderie between the podcasters and all these women who support and actually are cheerleading for each other. And and that is also the nature and benefit to the listener of being part of that network, right? You guys will be on other people's shows. They'll be on yours. There's Synergy, just like there is right now. And that's exciting.
0: Yeah. We've touched on that so many times on the show about kind of that entrepreneur thing where you're, you're out there, you're on your own. And it's so nice to have somebody to lean on or to talk to or i mean it's been great getting to know you guys throughout this process of getting the network set up because it it makes us feel less like we're you know on this island by ourselves doing this podcast and so i think bringing in these other podcasts into this network is like something that i i so look forward to. I mean podcasting, one of the great things about it is it's such a great community out there already. And I've got to meet so many cool hosts as I've gone through this process over the last, you know, year or so of podcasting. And it's like now to get to know people that are in my exact vertical, I think that's I'm super excited about that.
1: Yeah. And and the part for me that's really exciting is, you know, trust me, I do not know everything about podcasting. I, I have a pretty good background in radio and in business. But I don't know everything about podcasting. And there's some people out there, other other shows, other podcasts that are just, you know, they're, they're putting out some fantastic content. And what I want to do is kind of what Peter was talking about is how do we create this community to help each other out and share ideas and become the, the most powerful business um, podcast network out there? Because we're working as a group together. The other networks that I see I don't know what's happening behind the scenes, but they they could be very independent from each other. And the vision that I have for Best Business Network is truly a network and it's truly a community that we're always helping each other out and sharing information and sharing resources to make sure that every show that's part of the network is as good as it can be.
2: This is great, guys. You know, some of the benefits of the network is the idea of appearing on other shows with other podcasters that are within the network that you do reciprocal guest appearances. Another thing is actually advertising across the different shows for the, for other shows. You know, we have a lot of ad inventory that we control and some of that is for in-house ads that we can use for those networks and push those. And I think the future of this also includes creating some communication tools that will really allow members not only to communicate with each other in a forum-type way,
0: but to feel like they're part of a a special club that has benefits. See, we have so many great sponsors from you guys right now. <laughs> We've got to hear from a couple of them right now. We'll do that. We'll come back and we'll talk more with Mark and Peter.
1: And we're back. Thanks for joining us again. We are with the co-founders of ElectraCast Podcast Network. And before the break, we were kind of talking a little bit about, you know, the great advertisers. But, you know, Electric Cast is is so much more. And, uh, you know, I wanted to you know ask Peter, like, what do you think, you know, Electric Cast is really about and, and where you're going with this?
3: You know, it's it's um, it's interesting because we see a lot of podcast companies that are quite niche. And Good it's never bad to be niche. But there seem to be focusing on on one particular genre or category. And it's the executives at that company that are generally picking what content goes on. So you're you're naturally you're gonna be limited by the team that is actually A and Ring, if you will, that content. Um, I'm gonna quote something my father said, which I think really applies to Mark and I. And he told me this and it really stuck with me. Back in the 60s, when they created the TV show, The Monkeys, he said, there's no shortage of talent, but there's shortage of folks that can recognize talent. And I think that's one thing that Mark and I really focus on is recognizing talent. When we met you guys, we saw smart, creative, experienced talent. And in giving you guys that position at the Best Business Network of being the lead, We look to you to curate. We trust that you are expert in your category. Um, Mark and I know a little about a lot, but we're not claiming to know a lot about everything. So that's why we love that partnership feel. Um, In every uh, network that we build, we are looking for that expertise and to bring to the table your ability to identify and to include and build that community and and grow what potentially is a very large uh, number of shows. We appreciate
0: that. We're looking forward to doing that. Yeah. And and to have the opportunity to have you guys on the show to talk about this makes me want to just like, you know, hey, when we're starting a project, we got to talk about goals. (laughs) What do you see as the goals for this network?
2: For sure, our goals are growth. And the number one form of growth is going to be in terms of listenership. We want to keep growing listeners. One of the way we grow listeners is by aggregating more and more independently produced podcasts. And so, you know, what's that number, you know, we can launch, you know, we, with any number of podcasts, but our goals are to get to 50, perhaps even up to a hundred podcasts where there's a super strong ecosystem with great podcasts. And eventually the ability to, uh, to have the network appear in other other media. Imagine, for example, that we're a few years in and we have, let's call it 50 podcasts, we put out a book that has some of the best moments from each of these podcasts or contributions from each of those podcast hosts about what their journey has been. There's different ways in which you build a brand name. And again, this is coming from my marketing background. Really, really important to build a strong brand. So the things that I would keep in mind, and these are, I guess I might as well use this as an opportunity to give you guys a little more direction. Yeah, uh, love it. you know, <laughs> I, I'm a big believer in leadership, in the sense that I think that it's, it's multi-level. Leadership happens at many different levels, but I think all of us at some point want someone to give us direction and to point us, you know, the right way. When you're an entrepreneur, sometimes you're doing that yourself, but you're looking for clues, you're looking for signs, you're talking to mentors, talking right. to people that have done it before. But then what does leadership really mean? And this is so important for business in general, and I think this is applicable to you guys at DIY, whether or not we're talking about the network right here. You know, The number one thing in leadership, I believe, is that you inspire people that you give them the feeling that they're a part of something bigger than themselves. And I think we all in general want to be part of something bigger than just ourselves. So hopefully we've, ins- well, I, 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 assume we've inspired you guys. We inspired you guys to sign on as network leads and we're counting on you guys to inspire the other people and the other podcasts that come along, whether they're sourced from Peter and myself, whether they're sourced by you guys, you know, that responsibility is going to be there. I think the second thing that's really important with leadership is integrity. When you're doing business, there's a certain part of your business which is going to be marketing. And the question is always where's the line between overstating and you know being brutally honest about where you are with people who are on the outside. Inside's a different story. And I'm a big believer there's a difference between what you say in-house and what you say outside of the house, whether you're a family, whether you're a business. So I think it's really important that you conduct yourself with a in a way that anything you say is defensible, that you are acting legally and ethically, but that doesn't mean that you're not aggressive. That doesn't mean that you don't push as much as you can. It doesn't mean that you're a wallflower. You know, you have to be aggressive in business. Otherwise, you get stomped on. But by the same token, you just want to be honest with people about you know, what's in it for them, um, what the potential benefits are. And I think people respond to that really, honest people respond to that really, really well. And they get excited. And then the third thing is I think you got to walk the walk. when. Uh, we were had just incorporated peter and i and and another person that we were working with, had this conversation about um, company culture. There's certain companies like Netflix that are really famous for having a company corporate culture that if you actually go to interview at Netflix for a job, you have to read this deck and prepare yourself, and it's a huge deck. It's like sixty slides or some crazy amount. Mm. And you know it's all these things about culture. Do they hold true to everything in their corporate culture? I'll leave that for other people to discuss who have worked there. But we we decided let's let's have a let's what's our company culture? So that night I drafted some bullet points and got Peter's approval the next day. And one of the ones on there that I love is that everybody um, uh, everybody you know basically you know takes out the trash like everybody is responsible for dealing with the little stuff as well as the big stuff. And, you know, we're not putting ourselves above other people in what we're doing. You know, we're in the trenches. Peter and I have both done work uh, for Electrocast podcasts that involve, you know, Peter, a lot of audio work, helping people to get the best possible sound. I've been helping out with marketing. We help out with uh, podcasts that come aboard naming their podcasts. If you join our network, any of our networks, we have a whole directory waiting for you on a shared drive with a bunch of documentation that will tell you how to make your podcast better. That will how to do talent releases, all this stuff that can stop people, can keep them from actually expressing themselves, and, and gets in their own way. So when I when I I really believe that you guys are 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 just going to be so great in terms of carrying on those same kind of
1: leadership traditions, uh, and. I look forward to it. We appreciate that, Mark. We're looking forward to it as well. And I think, you know, Russ and I bring an interesting background to, you know, leading this network in, in the sense that we've run businesses before. We've been successful running our own businesses before. So we understand the importance of having strong leadership, being able to motivate people, inspire people, because... You know, honestly, we wouldn't have had successful companies in the past if we didn't have those qualities. And that's one of the things or many of the things that we talk about in the DIY show in previous podcasts is that how important those aspects are. And it it is very um, ironic that you bring up the word integrity as something that's so important to you because Russ and I, that's kind of who we are. You know, that's the reason why we work so well together is because... We have that same belief in integrity. We don't want to deal with people that have low integrity. You know life's too short to worry about that. Let's deal with people that really mean what they say and like you said, can kind of back up what they're saying. So I think there's a lot of synergy for you know what you're looking for to people you want to bring on into the network, and you know kind of what our foundation is in running the best business network
2: before i moved out to los angeles i was living in new york city for about nine years and i had a lot of uh ideas about what la was like in the movie business you know mostly cynical and two things that i that i found when i came out that surprised me one was that um your word really does matter and you know, you would think like everybody here is like cheating and stabbing. Yeah, there are definitely people like that. But in general, people are in this, it's a small town. You know, New York is actually a big town. LA is a small, Hollywood is a small town and everybody knows each other. And you will work with the same people over the course of 10, 20, 30, 40, maybe even 50 years if you live long enough. So, you know, people, that level of trust becomes really, really important. And I was told a story by a, by an old producer who had um, uh, got Al, I'm forgetting his last name, but he had created Facts of Life. And he had been at Norman Lear's company, which created All in the Family, Sanford and Son, Good Times, called Embassy Entertainment. And back then they did everything on handshakes. They didn't have contracts. And he was part of the founding group. And some point later, he had left the company, had been out for a number of years. It might have been 15 years later. They sold Embassy. And they sent him a check.
0: no paper work. oh jeez oh, wow. no <laughs> and that was the kind of trust that was happening well you know aside from trust uh, there's also a passion that I pick up from you guys about electrocast and that is something that every entrepreneur needs as well you really have to have that passion for your business or else it's really tough to to do it every single day
3: what you're all talking about is really something that is germane to life itself and it's called commitment. And that is something that drives uh, trust and it drives long-term vision. And the truth of the matter is, no matter how great something is, if it's not something you can account on being around after a certain point in time, it's hard for the listener to make that commitment or that investment in time. It's hard for an executive to believe in a hire. It's hard for a producer to believe in talent. So, Everybody, you know, whether it's marriage, relationships, work, war, soldiers, it's about being committed to your cause or your your journey, to be able to be accountable and for others to be able to expect something of you. And I think that's really uh, the bottom line: is is everything that you guys had mentioned, whether it's the passion, it's the inspiration, it's the spark, it's it's ultimately to commit to being part of something that we can expect will not disappear overnight.
2: And I think, I think it's especially true of customers, you know, that you want to, you know, customers expect, you know, we talk in advertising and marketing about brand promise. What is the brand promising? You know, when you buy a can of Campbell's chicken noodle soup, what's the promise there? Well, the promise there for me is if I'm feeling sick, it'll make me feel better. You know, but there's, you know, what's your promise when you buy Coca Cola? You know, is it a refreshing thing? You're going to have more fun with life. You know, what are those values that are associated with it? I want to ask a question of you guys, though, that goes back to something Russ was saying about uh, keeping that passion. Uh, you know, and I'll go back to a lesson from my feature film. So I was able to make this movie, Nightmare Code, because a friend of mine had a video game company and they had some money, some additional money. And uh, he basically, we, we discussed an idea for a story, and he said that he would put X amount of dollars in if I delivered a script that he liked. So I ran home, and the first thing I did was I called a very close friend of mine in New York who's a writer named Michael Rotundi, and I said, if I just do this myself, I'll get in my own way, and we'll never get it done. How about if I write treatment pages, you turn them into script pages, I'll revise them, and we'll send that in. 40 days to the day from that meeting and that phone call, we were able to deliver the script and it led to making the movie. Mm. You guys feel that you keep each other going at times when one of you is flagging because I don't think you can always keep up a pace all the time just by yourself. And I value my partnership with Peter so much. There are so many times when you know one of us is flagging and the other one just is shouldering through. And then the next week it might reverse or we might hit equilibrium again. How much do you guys
0: find that partnership keeps you on track and keeps the passion alive? Well, you know, we've both run businesses by ourselves in the past. And one of the things about that, and I bring it up on the show a lot, is that, you know, like I said earlier, you're on an island, you're by yourself. You don't have somebody to to bounce ideas off. And there's positives and negatives to partnerships. And it's really, it's all about finding the right partner that is going to be there for you when you do need them, right? And that's, I I feel like what I found with with Greg here, it's kind of like, you know, when you look at like a relationship, right? You're going to go through... Uh, there's a lot of people out there that are incompatible with you, let's say, and there's one or two or three or a small population that are very compatible with you that fill in the gaps when you need that. And and if you can find a partner like that, like, like you know, I think Greg and I are, are very compatible in those ways. If you can find a partner like that, then you've got to win. You know, have, having that balance
1: between the two of us makes Russ and I a a good partnership and it keeps our passion going because there's always something that Russ is bringing to the table and saying, Hey, what if we try this? And then I'll come back to him and say, oh, that's a great idea. What if we kind of add on to that and do this? And then we just keep bouncing these ideas off each other and brainstorming. And and ultimately, sometimes we'll shoot it down and say, nah, it wasn't that great of an idea. But then sometimes we come up with something that's really creative and we get really excited about. And that's where that passion comes from is because eventually we do get to something that we both feel really excited about and we really want to move forward with. And if we and. In the way Russ and I work together, it's usually weekly that we're having these types of conversations. So mm-hmm. it never gets too far out, you know, a month, two months, three months before you need to be re-energized because we're doing it on a weekly basis. And now with this project and, you know, being the lead for Best Business Network, it gives us a, another purpose, right? It gives us a new purpose that, you know, just again, lit, lights that spark that we we're looking for to really really jump forward with the next project. Now, we got the DIY for business that we're super excited about, and we we built the processes in creating that show that we want to lend to other business shows that's going to be part of our network. And I think that's what's exciting, too, is like, how do we build this out so we can scale it to have an entire network of business podcasts? And, you know, Russ and I have been working on this since the the four of us have been talking about this project. So, you know, all of these different aspects of where we want to take this project and and take this network has really lit a fire under us. And we're just super committed to, you know, making ElectroCast the best podcast network out there. Making best business network the best business podcast network out there, and uh, you know, and and growing as individuals in this whole podcast industry.
0: It's exciting for us, and hopefully, it's exciting for those listening as well. Because what this means is more great business shows that are right within our network, more guests for our show that are out there doing what you do each day, and we get to learn from great people like Mark and Peter on this show. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the ElectroCast network of podcasts. The subjects that we cover on this podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. All the information provided is opinion-based, and you may want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Greg and I want your company to succeed and we are happy to take your questions. We would also love to hear your suggestions for future episodes. If there is an area where you need solid business advice or help, let us know. We might be able to build an entire episode around it and get your questions answered. You can reach out to us by sending a direct message on Twitter or visiting our website at DIYForBusinessPodcast.com. Both of these links are available in the podcast description. We also love talking to business owners. If you would like to join us on the show, reach out on our website or Twitter as well. We thank you again for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network, where you are not alone. Our world is changing faster than we know it, leading us into a technological revolution that's shaping our future in real time. Join us to meet these innovative startup leaders who are creating mind-blowing new AI applications, autonomous robot systems, and so much more. I'm Johnny Kaplan, your host on the Tech Talk Revolution podcast. Electric acid. If, like me, you love music in the movies, you'll love our podcast, Sync Love. I'm your host, Kurt DeBeek. I meet with top music supervisors and experts to learn what film scores inspired their careers. From Wes Anderson to Sofia Coppola, Quentin Tarantino to Spike Lee, great directors have called on a host of musical talent to bring their visions to life. We talk about the challenges and triumphs that changed their lives. Join us for movies and music on Sync Love, wherever you listen to podcasts. Electric ass.